Okay, so today we are going to be recording episode two. I've got uh, one of the manliest men I know. Uh, he is literally a chef, a carpenter, an AC guru, uh, an amazing cop, a great dad, an awesome husband, uh, one of my best friends, brother from another mother. Uh, Mr. Joseph Gutman is sitting across the table from me, and we're going to try this uh, for a second time. We don't know if it's going to work, but uh, we'll see what happens. So, how you doing, Joe? I'm great. I yeah? hope I can live up to that intro. Oh, it's, it's, it's all good. I'm sure you will. So, we were discussing before the podcast started if we wanted to specifically talk about anything today or if we just wanted to bullshit and uh, again, we're just getting started here. So I think uh, whatever we talk about, nobody's going to care too much. Anyone that's listening to this is probably just going to be listening because they got nothing better to do on their drive to work. Right. But right. Uh, would you? So would you want to talk about? Would you? I saw you write some notes down. Would you? Well, have? I'm uh, I'm working on a career change right now. Yeah. Um, from law enforcement, and I've just just gotten my AC contractor's license. Which I have this uh, entrepreneurial itch that I want to scratch. And that door was opened up to me about 15 years ago when I did air conditioning for four years. <clears throat> Left the air conditioning business to become a law enforcement officer. And now I've kind of scratched the itch on law enforcement. So, <laughs> um, the, or the itch is, or it's scratched it's you. Scratched. It's, it's scratched, yeah. Scratched. It's probably rubbed into a nice rash at this point. Definitely right? a nice rash. <laughs> no matter what cream I put on it, it's still it's, it's still there. Penicillin doesn't help. Yeah. It just doesn't work. So the guy who taught me how to do air conditioning is out of the business. Mm-hmm. So he had a couple employees that he trained and then they went off and did their own thing and pretty much became his competition. They mm. stole his clients, they stole his materials. I didn't want to be that guy. Right. So like two years ago, he approached me saying that he wanted to sell the business. Um, I was very interested, we talked a lot about it. Um, it ended up not happening and he sold it to somebody else. So fast forward another year, I still have the entrepreneurial itch. And I mean, we live in Southwest Florida, so air conditioning is yeah, a lucrative it's a pretty, business. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty safe. Yeah, like it, uh, people will go without their, uh, they'll go without their new car, you know, they'll go without their upgrade on their house, they'll go without their new pool. Right. If they don't have the, the Roofs money. can be patched, freaking. But once that people, AC goes yeah. down, Especially down here, man. Yeah, once once you're... Which, that being said, did you feel it this morning? I went for a bike ride this so morning. Nice. I had to wear a long... I wore a long sleeve shirt. <laughs> like, I really did. Like, I mean, I'm a, I'm a pussy when it comes to the cold anyways, but I literally... I I put on a long sleeve shirt, like a Under Armour long sleeve shirt, and then I was like, you know what? And I grabbed like a thermal, just in case, because like when you're riding, it gets that wind. Mm-hmm. And I was so glad that I did. As soon as I, as soon as I was going down the road, I was like, yeah. oh yeah, it's just, cause I, as soon as I turned into the wind, I was like, oh yeah, this sucks. Like in the you sense start sweating of sweating a little bit. Yeah, that was fine. Once you warm up, but it's initially you're like, oh, this, this isn't fun. Yeah. yeah. I've lived in Southwest Florida since I was two. So 
Oh. You get me under 70 degrees and I'm, I'm cold. My oldest, when she got home from dance tonight, she said, she goes, I want to, I want to move to Indiana. And I and she goes, I want to grow up in Indiana. And I said, why? I go, that, it's horrible. Like having grown up there, I go, I can tell you it's horrible. Yeah. And she's like, she goes, yeah, but you can make snow angels. And I go, yeah, for like 20 minutes. And then the and rest then of it freezing. sucks. Yeah. Like it sucks the rest of the time. Yeah. I visited uh, Michigan for New Year's one year when I was a kid, like 16 years old. Mm-hmm. It was fun for a weekend. And then I was cold. Right. And, you know, you wanted to go check the mail. You had to get all suited up. You couldn't just yeah. run out and grab the mail. Like, oh, yeah. We're pretty spoiled here wearing cargo shorts and flip-flops. Well, and again, I remember like when it would snow, like a real snow for the first time. It's like, yeah, it's fun. It's a snow day. Everyone goes out and tackles it. But then it's like having to go out. My mom would make me go out and start the car, like get it defrosting. Right. And then I would have to shovel the driveway while yeah. it's defrosting. And I'm freezing my Scrape the windshield. freaking yeah, freezing my McGiblets off just to freaking <laughs> get us out of the driveway. Yeah, and it's like no, that part and then the snow melts halfway, oh, God, and it's yeah. all dirty and oh, brown. Those, and... those hills of like <clears throat> black sludge, and it would be March. I remember sometimes because mm-hmm. it would be like spring break, and yeah. there would still be, especially on like the old country roads, because they would just like push them all right, like right off the side, mm-hmm. and it was just like. Nasty, nasty. Oh, it just it looked because what's it turned black from? From like the exhaust of cars and stuff. Like it makes you realize how much shit you're breathing in. Mm -hmm. And again, this is like Indiana in the country, like in the cornfields of Indiana. Like, come on, man. What else? Like, oh, I remember. I heard uh, Joey Diaz was talking about. New York City and how when he lived there all the time he would literally have to when he would wash it like if he was walking around the city all day he would have to wash his like he would take a shower when he'd get home and there would be like grime like on the shower floor and he's like I wasn't doing physical labor I was just walking around the city hustling like and just ugh so gross anyways well, off track. Back to so you're so, changing jobs because um, I'm working on it. You know, Jocko talks about cover and move mm. in the military sense, and then he's a big inspiration to me. Shout out to Jocko. He talks about cover and move, and in relation to business, you know, don't don't leave what's putting food on the table and right. paying the bills to jump ship. You don't jump ship, you know, until that ship is close, until the other ship is close, and you know. Whatever yeah. metaphor you want to put on it, but right. So uh, I have a great job. I'm not, you know, it's not the agency that turns me off. It's just the, you know, the law enforcement itself. Um, so anyway, I tore my knee. Mm-hmm. I blew up my knee. Tore Which my ACL and- for anyone that is wondering, um, if you're thinking, man. This guy, he sounds like a real badass, and he's probably chasing a bad guy, like, over some fences. And I can tell you that this guy has done that. I, this man has commandeered a boat, like That's a true. boat true for a foot pursuit. During a foot pursuit, he commandeered a boat. And when I say boat, I mean kayak. It was a canoe. Which, or a canoe. A canoe. I'm canoe. sorry. And chase this guy down. Anyways, that being said, no, that is not – it's six – what was it? Six years on patrol – no injuries. No injuries. Nothing. Becomes a school resource officer. Yeah. 
and is injured. How many times did you get hurt? I got, once on the job, yeah. chasing a bad guy. Uh-huh. That was chasing a bad guy. Yeah, a bad kid. Come on, Joe. Hey, these are their kids. He was sixteen. <laughs> he was like six one, two thirty. Yeah, no big deal. He was that, a grown. No, that's he was a, the size of a grown. That's man. a chitlin. That's a chitlin. <laughs> that's a, that's a chitlin. So I did hurt my knee, you know, with that, but uh, that I kind of just walked it off, and I did go to the hospital, but they didn't MRI or anything. So fast forward another three months, I was playing basketball with the high school. Same jets. Yeah. Same ones. And uh, tore my ACL and both meniscus. Mm. So I had nothing to do for four months but sit on my ass. And, you know, I have two little kids and a, and a great wife. She took care of me. And uh, while I was sitting there completely useless, I decided to get to study for my contractor's license. Which, if you've ever taken the test, it is not an easy test. <laughs> it sucks. Most people fail it. By the grace of God, I did not. But um, so I ended up getting my contractor's license, and those doors kind of opened for me. So I'm just walking through them, and oh yeah, it's great. Started my own business. I had no idea. I thought that getting the license would be the hardest part. Oh gosh. But actually. All the hoops after that, right? It's amazing the amount of hoops that you have to jump through for starting your business and getting your license on your business and getting um, permission from all the different entities like county versus city and the state. Right. And you know, the state has to have your license for the county to, to okay your license. You have to have insurance, you have to have workers' comp, or you have to have an exemption. And there's just so many hoops to jump through. Oh, it's yeah. real easy. To just be like, wow, this is just overwhelming. Yeah, fuck this. Yeah. I'll just go work hourly. It'll just be easier. Right. It's less headache. It's less headache. A lot less headache, a lot less risk. Yeah. And I will say this, like I, I, so doing what we do, like I'm very fortunate. I, I really, I still really enjoy what I do. Like, I know you're kind of done with it. We have another buddy that's kind of done with it. There's several people that, there's several other people that are very done with it, but they don't, they aren't looking to get out of it. Right. They they're just, just they're stuck. And, yeah. Yeah. They're, they would rather gripe and complain about it than do something about it. I think that's what you're saying is yeah, like, it's, it's a lot it's of like, work. Yeah, it is work. It's and a it's whole like, lot of work. do you want to be happy or do you want to be, you know, because so I think the stigmatism of working these jobs where it's very easy to say, oh my God, that's got to set when these people that sit in a cubicle and do nothing. And I just nine to five, they're staring at a computer. They hate their life. They hate, they hate their job specifically. But then they're literally, they go to work and some of them are commuting an hour, sometimes more. They get there, but they hate what well, they like do. Atlanta traffic. Oh my gosh. But then, they, but then they hate what they do all day. And then they have to drive home. And then you wonder why some of these people are so like, and then, you know, this is not a fat shaming thing but one of the reasons that I think so many people are that way is they get home and they're just like they just as shitty as it is because I've done it where like we've done things like you just said when you're injured and you're off and you're doing nothing and you're when you could it's, be depressed. So, it's somehow more exhausting doing nothing absolutely than going out and doing something physical all day 100%. like 
I'll tell you right now, when I go and I have a SWAT training day, I'm a different type of exhausted than when I've sat and done a class mm-hmm. for work all day. And I'm like sitting in a room, like I'm just like, oh my well, God, like, like just- Part of my light duty was entering dog tags, which yeah. is very monotonous. It's just t- typing on a computer, you know, John Doe owns Fido, enter, uh, you know, this, this tag number is assigned to this dog, enter, okay, next. Right. And I did that for eight hours a day, and I considered eating my gun on several occasions. <laughs> <laughs> Not really, it's, but, you know. Yeah, I just think that... Well, you brought up the food thing. Yeah. So, food is, when you eat, it releases endorphins mm-hmm. to get your, you know, it's an evolutionary, not that, not that I believe in evolution, but it was, you know, to promote us to eat... To survive, so food releases endorphins. Yes, yeah. I do, and that makes us feel good. The problem is we eat, you know, calorie dense, sugar dense foods. Right. It's not actually good for us, and in our society today, we don't have to work for said food. We don't have to, uh, you know, hunt or or gather. We just open the fridge and there it is right so you know when you're you're injured or you're sitting on your ass it's super easy to consume an extra two thousand calories i mean know it but and the thing is too is like i think that a lot of a lot of people don't realize that uh they uh the the diet that we've kind of i mean i think it's getting better because as sad as it is, a lot of these hippies have kind of figured it out in the sense that it's like all this bread and wheat and stuff. Mm-hmm. That was back when – okay, so you got to remember like back when nutrition was getting enough food, was being able to get enough food, right. sustenance to survive. So eating stuff like that that fills you up and makes you like full, these people were also walking everywhere. They were, you know what I mean? Not everyone had a car even. Not right. not one car. Well, Didn't have great a depression. car. Yeah, I mean. You had they, like a bowl of stew. Yeah, yeah, soup lines. One these bowl soup shared lines. with four people. Yeah. And, these, and a hunk of bread. Right. And that was it. And, and so good. like, but if you even look as close to like, even, I mean, the 1950s, 1960s, you can see pictures. Try to find a fat person. You can't. Like, try to find videos. Like, even if you watch like, I mean, this isn't a great example, but like, go ahead and like watch JFK when he gets sniped. Literally, like, look at the people that are standing out there on the road. Try to find a obese person. I'm talking like, fine, you might find one. Find me ten in the same shot of the screen. It just doesn't happen. I'll tell you when we went. I, I went to Chicago recently, and I was blown away. I'm not saying Chicago doesn't have fat people. I'm sure there's tons of fat people. But just walking around the city, there was very few obese, overweight people that I could see. Like, at all. I pointed it out to our, my buddy Chris. I said, I go, how is there no fat people? Like, why is there no fat people? And, like, he didn't even recognize it until I said something. Then we were, like, looking for them. And we couldn't even find them. And my other buddy, Danny, that lives up there. He actually, he said, he goes, there's, he goes, everyone walks everywhere. Like everyone walks or bikes. 
He goes, the cars you see driving around are all like Ubers or they're driving for work. Like it's a work vehicle. They're not, you know what I mean? They're not doing it for any other reason than that. Or how about um, power tools? Well, you didn't used to be able to pick up a saw and cut right. a board so fast, you know. Yeah, you don't see the guys sitting on when they're building like uh, the Sears Tower and stuff. Those classic photos of them like sitting the up there, workers. yeah, sitting on those beams eating their lunches. Yeah. You don't see any they fat asses. That bitch. Yeah, you see some fat <laughs> ass construction workers nowadays. Now you do. Yeah. Oh yeah, the plumbers crack. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, didn't, that didn't that didn't come from the fifties. No, Mm-mm. no. Mm. So I tore my knee. And I decided to tackle this, which, um, so that door opened. I passed the test, which the first test was six and a half hours. And I used all six and a half hours. And I barely passed that. <laughs> hey, a pass is a pass. Yeah, what do you call a doctor who finishes last in medical yep. school? Doctor. Doctor. That's that exactly right. right. Nobody seems to care now what I got on that test. Not to mention... Most of the test was not applicable to what I do. I'm specialized. That's, that's everything, know? though. Yeah. That's so, everything. It makes no sense. Right. So I am... Same thing with the police academy. Oh, God. I don't use any of that mess. What it, well, look at college. Just yeah. college in general. Mm-hmm. That's a whole other rabbit hole to fall down. College is taking a hit, too. Oh, good. Yeah, it should. Fuck them. Like, all Listen, those... Listen, I'm not discouraging anyone that's in college. Good for you. If you know yeah, what you want to do good. and you're going for a degree and you're working hard, go for it. I'm v- that being said, my wife, who was a teacher, she went to school for education and she learned and whether you're pro education, not pro listen, we need education of some kind. I'm not agreeing that the education system that we have is the best. However, the teachers that are going into te- like they want to do that for a reason. Those people deserve a. Me- they're the only people that I think deserve to be paid. Like I think we deserve to be paid more, but they are one of the few other ones that I think need to be paid way more than they get paid. Like they do not get. Like if they're gonna take, say hypothetically, they're like, hey, let's take uh, the NFL's salaries, and we're gonna give them to someone else, and we're gonna give them to civil servants. Yes, I think cops deserve a bump, but I think teachers deserve a huge bump teachers because I want any of you to try to, I want anybody to try to stand to be around my kids for 20 minutes. <laughs> oh my gosh. Hang on, just, we're going to take a quick break. Okay, back from our uh, break. I'd love to say it was a sponsor break and give you guys some sort of advertisement, but that would be a lie. This stupid puppy that we got just barfed all over the floor. So that was fun. Epic. It was epic. Uh, it looked like shit and it just came out the wrong end. Anyways. Yeah, so, uh, you just got a puppy and I just got a puppy. Oh my God. They're so, Can I just so, say, don't get a puppy. Don't. Yeah, don't do There's it. There's so many dogs that are already housebroken. They need homes. Yep. I really regret getting a puppy. Oh yeah. Well, I had to get a puppy for the kids. That's like, what I thought, but they were doing just fine before I got the puppy. Oh, yeah. I blame my wife, mainly. I totally for blame sure. my wife. She calls it her companion dog. We got one of those uh, little foo-foo purse Yeah, dogs, that's not you know? a real dog. It's not. It looks like a drowned rat. Well, unbelievable. Now, now you got me all paranoid about freaking washing my hands. I got hand sanitizer. So. But, uh, yeah. I, 
I like the way our dog looks. I should get her stuffed and just have, oh, speaking of that, so I have a dog, or I had a dog, sorry, that uh, had him for 17 years from the time he was a puppy, and a lot of people think I'm crazy for that, but uh, I had joked about it a long time ago, and the joke just kind of turned into a reality that uh, when he died, because the reason I initially started joking about it was, well, you need another one? Stop. You can't drink so fast, buddy. But uh, the reason that uh, the joke originally started was I had to pay half for this puppy that my parents got me. <laughs> and because what it was is I was, I've been asking for one for my birthday. It was when I was going to turn 16. I just wanted a dog. And um, they, they brought a puppy home just one day out of the blue, like two months before my birthday. I've never heard and, the story. Yes. And uh, they, they bring it home. And I'm like, what is this? And they're like, listen, we, were, we stopped at a puppy store just to like look and get an idea of what was there. Yeah, and, that's where they went wrong right there. Yeah. And we just fell in love with this one. And we were like, oh my gosh, it would be. And they go, that being said, if you don't like it, we'll take it back. Which, what the? Uh, yeah. Like, who's going to do that? Who's gonna, I won't take this dumb idiot back. To the pound where we got her from, because yeah, your free dog that cost uh, you like two hundred bucks. Yeah, stupid, god, stupidity. Anyways, so Hondo, my old dog, uh, they bring him home. They're like, "Here's the deal: we got him early. We will give you the choice. You can either pay for half of him, or and like that's your." Like, yes. Or you pay for half of him and we'll still get you something on your birthday. Like a gift on your birthday. Nothing crazy. Just we'll get you something so you have something to open on your birthday. Right. Or we'll pay for him outright and you don't get anything for your birthday. And I was thinking, I mean, I was 15 thinking, oh, okay. Like, yeah, I'll pay half. I'm thinking, how much are you thinking? Like, like 50 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. Okay, your half is two hundred and fifty dollars, and I'm like, what? Now this is like twenty years ago. Now? Uh, years this ago? would have when would this have been? I would have been. This would have been in 2000, 2002, 2003-ish, maybe two thousand two ish, like early two thousands. I mean. Yeah, what, have you been like, to a puppy store recently? Oh my gosh, Ridiculous. I went in there. I went in there drunk one day, <laughs> and that was the closest I ever came to getting a puppy before I got this one. I would love to say that I was drunk when I got this one. Yeah, that wasn't that the case. Yeah, like, no, I went in there. I was two two tall boy steel reserves deep when we went in to that puppy store yeah. up there. Steel Reserve, I think, and, would be a great sponsor for this podcast. Oh my gosh, I would give you advertisement. I would give you so much advertisement time. And, uh, but yes, um, I, I went in there, we went in there and, uh, I forget what we were doing, but we were like killing time, obviously. Cause I was just sitting there drinking steel reserves and, uh, I'm like, let's go to the puppy store. We went to the puppy store and there was a, I, I, I know they're inbreeding. You know, their inbreeding is horrible, like horrible for them. But, uh, the old 
English Bulldogs are like my jam. Like I love yeah. the way they look. So many I, Oh, so many, especially down here in the heat. Oh, they yeah. just do not do well. The thing is though, is I've noticed that uh, I've seen that a lot of them that if you keep them healthier, they will, they like, they do better, obviously. Just like if humans. You keep them healthier. Now, you know what I mean, like in shape. Like it's easy for those dogs to get fat. Like you've got to, you know, keep them exercised and everything. Well, there was an old English bulldog puppy there. And I was like, yep. I told my, I told my wife, I said, let's take it home today. Let's go. And she's like, are you serious? And I was like, yep. And the, late, the girl comes over, the little puppy store girl. And I said, uh, I go, we want this puppy. How much is it? And she goes, oh, let me go check. Now this is a purebred English bulldog. Yeah. Okay. You wanna you wanna go, guess. You, you wanna venture guess. a guess? Yeah. Let's hear I'm it. I'm gonna go thirty five hundred. Okay. That's I I I could see that. Yeah. Thirty five hundred. She comes back, she goes, It's uh it's seven. Seven thousand? I go I go seven I go, not seven dollars. She's like, No, and she goes seven and I go seven hundred? And she goes no, seven thousand. And I said, seven thousand. And again, you gotta remember, I was I was in a little bit, and I said, seven thousand. I go, what does it come with? Does it come with sixty five hundred dollars? <laughs> and she said, no. It, I mean, you do get a training program though. Like you, oh, we, get, we, you know, house break it. The you know, help you guys. Yeah, program. they go. <laughs> we'll help you house break it, and you know, get it, get it some basic obedience and everything and I said okay I'm gonna waive that I can do that I got you there I go how much now she goes 6,500 and I go that was only $500 I go unless this dog shits money you're high as a kite and my uh-huh. and Sarah's smacking me in the arm shh, shh, stop and I, I was just like no that is oh that's disgusting no. That's disgusting. Seven thousand. I won't pay seven thousand dollars for one of my kids, and I'm being dead serious. And you know, you know that that, that puppy mill has probably killed. No, I don't want to think about that. Litter. That's so depressing. I mean, it is, but it's so depressing. Puppy mills are bad news, man. Yeah. Don't buy puppies from pet stores. That's true. I don't want to be like some uh, guy that yeah. I, I, those puppies got to go somewhere too. It's not like you not buying it at that puppy store is going to stop them from selling puppies. It's too many people buy puppies from there. But there are some puppies when you go in there, go after the ones that are discounted because they've been in, they're about to not be puppies anymore. Those are the ones you get because they're like, where are they going next? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that's, that's the real. To, uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. They're yeah. Going they're to, going to the farm. To the lion field. Mm-hmm. To the mm-hmm. lion food store. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. So, so I don't know if you remember when we went to that dinner. This is one of those cigars. I can't remember if you had it. The the fat bottom Betty's. I don't remember much from that night other than it was great. Oh god. <clears throat> I don't know how. I can, Every time something... I go in there, he asks me again. He's like, "Hey, we're doing another dinner." Blah, blah, yeah. Blah. And, oh, all, they do them all the time. I Let's guess. Let's do it. I'm ready. Yeah, I'm down. What was the name of that place? They can be our sponsor. Hmm. They're uh, Northport Cigars. They're, uh, they're uh, I think it's called Northport Cigars and Lounge or something like that. 
best steak I've ever had from a cigar. Oh my god! Best steak I've ever had, and it was. Oh, amazing. I thought you were gonna say best steak I ever had from a cigar bar, and I was gonna be like, how many steaks right? have you had yeah. from cigar bars? That's the first one. Yeah, it was the Which first and the best. The best. Yeah. yeah. Well, but it Easy was to be number one. It, there's only one competitor. Dude, I'm not kidding. That steak was as big as the keyboard on this computer, almost. Like it was huge. I couldn't believe how big it was. And delicious. Oh, yeah. And the side. I don't remember what the... What was the thing with the Didn't mushrooms like and onions? Or something? No, I thought it was mushrooms mashed and potatoes. onion. Maybe mashed potatoes. But there was something else. There was something else that I looked at it and I was like, if I wasn't as drunk as I was, I would not eat that. And I ate it and I was like, wow, that was as good as the steak almost. <laughs> but yeah, that was delicious. Um, that was good. Yeah, I definitely, definitely would like to do that again. And it was... What was it? It was only like 30 bucks. Was it that cheap? I think it was 30 bucks. I mean, the meal alone was worth 30 bucks, and then we got to drink for free the I whole night. I swear they cooked them out back on a regular barbecue Oh, I'm sure. Too. It was yeah. just good. It was just it good was steaks. Good, good times. I'm sure he drove out to, like, Arcadia to get that meat from, like, the, yeah. you know, the actual, hey, there's the cow yeah. that I want. Yeah, okay, we'll go kill it real quick. Yeah. Like, it was that type of deal. But, man, I, I keep wanting to go back to that, but, man, when, like, I just... I don't know about you, but I just feel like what well, we were talking about this the other night. It's like I feel like I just don't have any time to do even thing. I mean, look at this. We had to set this up like after the kids went to bed. Oh yeah, it's it's on you a know, non-work day, right? Like I worked. I actually sold a system today. I went up to uh, my general contractor and did a couple houses. It was supposed to be a punch list. Like, they're selling these two houses. And the inspector had a couple things that he needed done for the AC. So I was going to do those, right? Yeah. Well, so there's two identical houses. Same floor plan, same square footage, same everything. One of them has a two and a half ton system. One of them has a four ton system. Which... Now, the only reason that this Wait, got caught... 44 ton? A four ton. Oh, I thought you said a two and a half ton and a 44 ton. I was like, no. That bitch is going to be a freezer. Yeah. So, a four ton and a two and a half ton. Same, same plan. Now, the only reason that someone caught on to this was because that the same buyer is buying both houses. Oh. So, there's a family that's going to buy the one and they're moving their granny into the other one to be right next door. Mm-hmm. So they hired the same inspector to do the same inspection on both houses at the same time. And the inspector was like, uh, you might want to have an, an AC guy look at the sizing of these ACs because they're significantly different sizes, but yeah. the same house. So I was like, yeah, I mean, so they're getting the same house and they're putting a grandma by herself in one. I don't know all the specifics on that part. But that's what it sounded like. I mean, huh. Granny doesn't want to live with. Anything. No, no, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying like, <clears throat> you got to figure if this is like even a couple, they're probably getting a two or three bedroom place, right? Yeah, and it's like, a two three. It's and, like seventeen hundred square feet. Yeah, and it's like the grandma needs that much more room though. Yeah, like, I think they just wanted a new house for Granny, so she didn't have to worry about it. Maybe they have you know unlimited funds or you know. A significant amount of funds. I don't know. Maybe they have grandkids, and instead of an in, in live in grandma, mm -hmm. they want them to be able to go over to grandma's. You know, maybe. 
don't know. So anyway, we looked at um, we looked at the energy code, and they're basically both the wrong size. Oh really? So I don't know if somebody got a discount on something or one of them's too big and one of them's too small. <laughs> Which so like right in the middle, like a three ton would be a three ton is what it should have. But, do you um, think that just slipped through the cracks or what? Like, what do you think happened there? You think someone was trying to pull um, a fast one somehow or they just got a deal on one of I the don't units? Know. We, looked at the, we looked at the permits and we looked at the energy codes and, you know, the house had sat vacant. Both houses sat vacant for a year. Mm. And the contractor, the original contractor dropped the ball and basically just left. Hmm. So now my general contractor is hired by the by the owners, okay, let's finish up what we need, let's get it sold. So, well, now it's under contract. Like, we need to close in two weeks. Right. And the homeowner's like, well, this doesn't make sense. You know, you need to fix this. Of course, if you sell, if you tell them, hey, we're going to put a two and a half ton in the other one, they're going to think it's undersized, which it is. But if, if you go smaller, they're going to think you're trying to oh, skate, yeah, skate yeah. by on, on less. You're scamming them for yeah. sure. So oh, yeah. we're going to put a three and a half ton in the other one. Of course, I have a one-year-old unit that's brand new. hasn't even been run. I mean, it's, it's run a little bit because yeah. it's been on, but hasn't been lived in. It's only a year old. Huh. So the construction industry is such a smoke and mirrors. Like, you have oh, yeah. no idea what goes on. Hire licensed contractors. Yeah. I was just saying today how... So there's some new houses going up like around me and they just did the driveway down the road down here. And I was like, I was thinking if I had been paying attention, cause I would have seen them stake it out probably the day before. I think I did see it and I didn't think about it, but I, I'm really wanting to like this other house that they haven't done the driveway for yet. I really want to like go down there the one day and be like, Hey, you guys come over here and widen my driveway i got a case of beer and a hundred bucks like they would do and it i guarantee no you they'd do it because especially if you form it out and all they do is back the truck up because they're going to have extra concrete right because they always want to run out of concrete right so they always over spec it shit they did knox's pad out there freaking 60 i think i gave him 60 bucks and a pizza and they did that whole pad for the, the pool heater and the pumps. Well, you figure the original home buyer, they paid for all the concrete. Mm-hmm. So whatever they, they, get, they have left over is either going to be trashed. Or go to another project that they have on another the project. side. Yeah. 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 So. I just need to grab, I need to be watching and see when they, it, hopefully they like stake it out the day before. Yeah, so I can go down will. there and talk to them. Be like, hey. Hook me up. Come here. Down this way. Come here. Yeah. I don't know, man. I, uh, I don't know. I just wish I had some skills and abilities. I have no skills and abilities like that. You know sure what I mean? Do. To do that stuff. Don't You're getting there. Listen. Look at the box. Yeah, I still had help with that a little bit, That's though. Okay. Too. But, so, uh, a buddy of ours that we know, mm-hmm. um, I don't want to say his name, but he has his general contractor's license. But he's a cop. I'm not sure why he's a cop. Because you can make a lot more money. 
right as a general some contractor. people get burnout on other stuff too yeah i mean that could be I some mean, people like racket, you listen know? some people like law enforcement well and this person is super gung-ho super go-getter um you know he kind of got put through the cleaners two years ago but for contracting no oh. no in law enforcement Oh, okay. Yeah. So I know what you're talking about. But but he's like one of those people that lives and breathes law enforcement, loves oh, yeah. chasing bad and guys. And he's good at it. He's, he's really good at it. It's really annoying how good he is at it. Yeah. Because it kind of pisses me off just a little bit. Like, why can't I see that? Yeah. Like, why don't why can't I get there? Yes. So for those who don't who don't know, who aren't in law enforcement, and for those that are, I'm sure they know exactly what we're talking about, but for those that don't um, everyone goes to the same academy. Everyone goes to the same, takes the same state exam. Everyone basically gets the same field training and everything to get to being on their own as a, but there are some people, some people call them shit magnets. Some people just know what they're looking for. And I think that one of the best, exi- like best expressions I ever heard one time was like the really good cops could have gone either way, whether it was being a criminal or being a good cop, mm, because yeah. they're able to think like a criminal. Right. You know what I mean? The only so, difference between a cop and a criminal is intention. That's like true. We creep around at night looking for bad guys. They creep around at night looking for opportunities. Yeah, and it's a it's a game for anyone that doesn't know. Yeah. Like that doesn't that like for any like upstanding citizen that happens to listen to this and. Man, so unprofessional. Seriously, jeez. Um, but uh, for anyone that's like an upstanding citizen that doesn't realize this, even the bad guys, quote unquote bad guys, they know it's a game to them. It's a game. Sometimes they get caught and sometimes they don't. Like some of them are just really good at not getting caught. Some of them are really bad at getting caught and they don't care. They'll keep playing the game because well, it's the only game they know how to play. So I look at Walmart, right? People steal from Walmart way more often than any civilian realizes. And they only get caught maybe one out of 10 times. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Oh, yeah. And we're talking Walmart, Target, Publix. Home Depot. Oh, yeah. Lowe's. My own... I have a family member that would take, would cut the um, the barcode off of a, a less expensive TV and then stick it to the expensive TV. She would pay for, she would take it to the register, yeah. self-checkout with the less expensive TV. Now TVs, you buy a cheap one for... A couple hundred bucks. 500 bucks, bucks yeah. say. Yeah. But the most, the most expensive one in the store is like 1500 bucks. Right. So she buys the less expensive. She buys the more expensive TV, but on the less expensive barcode. Right. Then when she gets home, she takes the, the expensive barcode off, or the less expensive barcode off, and returns the more expensive TV. So she right. just made a thousand bucks. All she had to do is swap yeah. the barcodes. Yeah, and the thing that people don't seem to get is that scam people are like oh well they just give you store credit okay you just got a thousand dollars to walmart what do you need you like, ever see those signs outside of home depot or walmart that say we buy gift cards hmm. they're there 
Just look for them. They're there. Outside every Home Depot and Walmart. Really? There's a little yard sign that says, we buy gift cards. And they're paying 50 cents on the dollar. So she can take her $1,000 store credit, sell it for 500 bucks, and she didn't, she didn't have to do anything. Mm-hmm. You know, she did it in one day, one afternoon. Yeah. The, so the amount of preventative or punitive that we actually get as law enforcement, very, very low. Right. Very low. And then even at that, we're only catching the dumb ones, first of all. Yeah. And or they're, lower, they're, they're, they're greedy. They do it so much. Yeah. They either get lazy or complacent. They get comfortable. And they get comfortable and yeah. they get caught. Yeah. Because like, that, well, that's just like anything really. I mean, I was talking with, uh, we were talking the other night about the freaking interdiction and how they catch these big busts and you're like, oh my gosh, look at all the drugs they got. But it's like, how many of them trucks got through? Like, how many times did that same truck or same boat go through before it was caught. You know what I mean? Like, you ain't making you ain't making a dent. You ain't no gonna way. make a dent. Like, no. it's a game. Like, people that don't think it's a game are idiots. It is a game. Like, and that goes for law enforcement and bad guys. If either one of you don't think it's a game, you're an idiot. And that's why certain people that play this game and take it too seriously especially on our end, they're dumb because yeah, they get hemmed they up, get, they, they get hemmed up yeah. because they're, because here's the pure, simple truth. The laws are in the favor of the For bad guys. Sure. Yeah. They were written so, to yeah. protect. Right. John well, and that's the thing. I'm not mad at that because the majority of my time I am a citizen. Right. I'm not upset with that. I'm just saying that in general, what are, you, what are you gonna do? You're gonna get all bent out of shape and try to, you know, do whatever. Some yeah, do something to, to get something quote unquote shady to get this person that it's like you know they're gonna fuck up tomorrow, or the next day, or the next day, or all those days. It's just a matter of time before you get them. You know what I mean? And I'm not saying like oh let the criminals run rampant. I'm saying if you can get someone, yeah, get them. But I'm not saying, like like you said, don't be cutting corners to do it. There's plenty of time or, that you can get them. When we say cutting corners, we're talking about violating the law. Because mm-hmm. there are guys who, they know they have a bad guy. A legit bad guy that would be better off behind bars or, or you know, not in the community. And with that said, their intentions are good. It's Absolutely. good intentions. Absolutely. For sure. They're not harassing the good citizens. Right. These people that you see on videos and everything that are, oh, why you harass, are the most crap that I get from people are not from upstanding citizens. Like, why are you always harassing me? If you've ever said that line, you're doing things that are causing the police to Deal with you, you on more than one occasion. Right. Because harassment doesn't just happen one time. Harass, the harassment by the definition is more often than one time. It's harassing. It's continual re- repetition right. of something. So long so, enforcement action was yeah. needed and you're there every time. Yeah, like what's the common denominator? Right. I'm not, you know, I'm not a mathematician. Right. Or it's just Walmart pure and simple fact. Me yeah. And you're here again. Every time. That's another thing. I always find it amusing when 
<laughs> when I go somewhere, hey man, what's going on? Nothing. Well, something's going on. No. Well, I don't just magically show up to places. Right. Like I go to these places because I'm told to go there. <laughs> like I'm not just driving around like, oh, hey, let's stop in here and see how everyone's doing. Yeah, let's like I, this I don't care. I don't, I don't care that much about that. Like there's not enough. Now that being said, if I see something suspicious or something, obviously yes, that's what we're being paid yeah, to our do. Job look is for to, that. To, yeah, but I'm deterring just deterring crime. Right. Is it? But is when it, I go to an actual call that was dispatched mm-hmm. to me and I say, hey, what's going on? They go nothing. Well, something is, you know, don't answer that. Don't ever say that. If you ever deal with God and you go, hey, what's going on? They, nothing. Something's going on. I'm here, <laughs> you know, but I don't know. It's just, it's nonsense. So, you know, Walmart implemented all these self-checkouts. So even though their shrinkage increased from theft because of the, the checkouts, it's still more beneficial for Walmart to not pay five cashiers and to have five checkout lines, self-checkout lines. I don't know if I've ever been in a Walmart where there are five cashiers. Right. Like even before self-checkout. Yeah. And there's 25 lanes that aren't Yeah, what made. is that? Because I've always thought, I'm like, oh, it must be for like Black Friday. Granted, I've never gone to a Walmart on Black Friday. They're, all, just, they're all cashiered then. Yeah, but, but like even Christmas time. You might have like two extra lanes, like. Yeah. So Walmart did the math on shrinkage. Well, if our shrinkage goes up, you know, two percent, and I'm just throwing out numbers here, mm-hmm. goes up by two percent, but our our um, overall overhead yeah. for labor goes down to cover that, and then some. Right. It's worth it. Yeah. It's worth it. Well, yeah, because I mean, the majority of those employees aren't full time; they're all part timers, mm-hmm. like. You ever watch that Superstore? You ever seen that on Hulu? Superstore? Yeah. It's basically Walmart. Like, they're called Cloud Nine, but it's basically, I mean, they wear blue smocks. They're, it's Walmart. And, like... Is this a fictional show? Yeah, yeah. It's oh, all. Okay. It's just a funny bullshit show. I think it's on, like, NBC or CBS or, you yeah, know, yeah. but on Hulu. And it's, it's funny because they... They poke fun at like corporate and how, you know, oh, you know, it's keeping us from having this and that. And it's just, it's really funny because it's like, you can, if you were a Walmart employee, you'd be watching that being like, like waiting. Remember that movie, Waiting? Oh, yeah. Ryan Reynolds. um, Yes. Justin Long. Yes. Anna Poking fun at like, oh, yeah. Poking fun at Apple. Everything. Yeah. Uh, What was the the one? What was the one with the flair? Uh, where yeah, Jen, you have to have 15 Oh, no, 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 that was uh, Office Space. No, that was waiting. <coughs> no, that, that was, was Flair. Off, no, in, in Office Space was, uh, that was the restaurant. Yeah. Uh, Shan, uh, Jennifer Aniston. Jennifer Aniston was in Office Space. Like, the mm, restaurant was the know. same. I don't know about uh, yeah. Office Space, but I know yeah. Jennifer Aniston was in waiting. No, she wasn't. I will bet Look it you, up. I, you're going to, listen, you're going to feel foolish Okay, because I know one hundred. Everyone is everyone is listening knows I'm right. Yeah. Right okay. All right. We're gonna look it up right now, and you're gonna be really sad because you got to get the next beers. Uh oh. This. Oh, there we go. Okay. So cast. Slight pause in the action. Of waiting. Waiting. You're gonna be so 2005 sad. Two thousand five American comedy written by Paul Blah. Oh, look at that! Look who is right. You would think a big name like Jennifer Aniston would be one of the first pictures you see. Who was the female in that? Anna Faris? She was one of them. 
but uh, here, let's look at the whole cast just to make sure that I was Damn right. I mean, I don't want to say that I was 100. Oh, yeah, this isn't a so full screen. So Jennifer Aniston was in Office Space? She was in Office Space. The movie? Space. Yes, but it was the same restaurant. That's what I'm saying is the restaurant in o- – that's where I think they came up with the name of the – of for waiting. They came up with the name Jennifer from Anderson. Office Space. Yeah. Damn it. That's all right. I have to get the next beer. Yeah, it's all right. Don't be, don't be sad. Yeah. It's funny to me that this chick is – she's before Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> like, how is she before him? Oh, is it alphabetical? No. Nah. No, it's not alphabetical. Because hmm. Justin Long would be... Justin Long was big in that, too. Man. There's a lot of big names well, in that. Well, he was, he was Dane. pretty young. I mean, that was, Oh, yeah. But, ju- I mean, look at that. I mean, that's a big now. cast. Ryan Reynolds, Justin Long, mm-hmm. um, Anna Ferris, Dane Cook. Dane uh, Cook. Yeah. Dane Cook was a cook in the movie. Shocker. Look at that. Shocker. Uh, but, uh, so another one of my previous careers, the culinary industry, mm. which brings me back to if you're not happy, do something about it. Right. Change. Don't be one of these curmudgeons that just fucking bitches all the time. Right. Doesn't do anything to change. Doesn't try. They, you know, And don't hang out with those people either. Oh, man. I will tell you right now, and I'm, I'm guilty of it just as much as anybody else. When you are like, so I've been working overtime at a certain, at somewhere else that you used to work for our agency. You know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. And some of the, just, some of those people are so just cranky. Oh, they're And miserable. it's like, just, just stop doing what you're doing then. Like if it's that bad, just leave. Yeah. Or shut up. I Just shut agree. up. Like, what what good does it do? The part that bothers me the most is they're usually bitching about someone else. And it's like... Haters, man. Just, just don't... Haters gonna hate. Yeah, haters gonna hate. I would just much rather... Like, I try to only surround myself with people that are like... They want to be... You know what I mean? Like, yeah. they're just... You know, they're... Because, I mean, how often do we get together and we don't even this – is, this podcast is not a great example. We don't even talk about work though. Like we try to – even at yeah, work. We have rules we talk, of no shop yeah, talk. Like even at work when we get together, we try not to discuss work. Right. Because it's like why? Like especially – unless it's something funny that happened or, you know, whatever, which – that's There's something plenty else. of funny oh, stuff that happens. Oh my gosh, so much funny stuff. And it almost makes us like regular people would think we're pretty fucked up because we laugh at X Y Z or mm-hmm. you know, oh, you're so mean laughing at that drunk person in their state of a you know in their state of mind. Yeah, but well, listen, what else am I supposed I to help with this person? Yeah, every day I have a guy right now. I when I first got back to patrol. I went to Papa John's. Shout out to Papa John's. Hey yo. There's a there's a group of homeless people that sit on the side of Papa John's and they drink and they urinate, they even defecate. Yeah. And Papa John's calls us every day. Because they're all trespassed from there. Yeah. Yeah. So I go up and I'm like, listen guys, here's my little speech. You gotta find somewhere new. You just have to. And some of them listen, and there's this one guy who doesn't, and we get a call on him every day yeah and 
Does he need help? Yes, he needs help. Does he want help? Not no. Uh-uh. He wants to sit there and get drunk, and that's just what he wants to do. And right. He wants to complain about his life and bitch about how the world has done him wrong, but all he does is drink, and he asks for money. Speaking of which, if there is someone on the side of the road holding up a sign at saying whatever, um, we'll work for food, I need help, blah, 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 just know that whatever money you give them goes straight Two to booze. alcohol. Yep. And they consume alcohol and work those that life. Those that actually know anything that have ever tried it, go to something. Like, go to the... So, be prejudiced and look at a guy and go, that guy looks like a drunk. And when he's holding a sign, whatever it says, no matter what it says, go, hey man, let me buy you some food. And guaranteed you he'll be like, no, no, just give me the money. I'll get it. Yep. Guaranteed. Or if you try and give him a job, like, hey... Let's uh, follow me over to this vacuum. I'll pay for the vacuum. You vacuum out my car and I'll give you five bucks. Yeah. Or I'll, you vacuum out my car and I'll buy you a sandwich. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not going to do it. Right. hundred times. hundred yeah. hundred times out of Oh, life. yeah. They don't want it. They don't want it. They don't it. want food. They, they don't want, want it better themselves. Now, there are people that are homeless. They may fly a sign every now and then. But I'll tell you what. Some of them are workers. They'll work. But you don't see them. They're, they're not, not the uh, ones that you're dealing with. Hand yeah. They're the ones that you see like sleeping somewhere. Yeah. Because they just worked. Most well, of them just worked. Now, that being said, you know, throw back to Steel Reserve. Some of those guys are sleeping on those benches because they drank some Steel Reserve. Like, <laughs> that's all you want to do after you yeah, Steel Reserve. Yeah, man. I can sleep real good on oh, that bench. Oh, SR211. Come after this podcast. Come on, let's see what happens. Let me, <laughs> let me, let me, let me be a promoter for SR211. Yes. Come on. I will drink some steel on podcast, every podcast, and you're going to sponsor it. So I read a book called The Tipping Point by mm-hmm. Malcolm Gladwell. Excellent book. I highly recommend it. And he talked about the homeless and how 90% of homeless people are homeless for like one day. And they get their little, they get the help that they need and they use that help to better themselves. Whether that's food stamps or a place to sleep or housing or a job, you know, blah, blah, blah. Right. Homeless can be sleeping in your car for a night. Yeah. Technically, you're Absolutely. considered homeless. Yeah. You were evicted and now right. you're sleeping in your car in the Walmart parking lot. And those who, the majority are who are homeless for more than one day are homeless for two days. It's only the chronic homeless that are really dirty, you know, that are the ones we see every day. Oh, yeah. And the thing is, though, is I, you know what, though? I got to respect, I'll tell you, what's the best homeless sign you've ever seen? It said, why lie? I just want a beer. Yes. I've seen one that said, it goes, it says, it says almost the exact same thing. It goes, (laughs) it goes, I don't want a sandwich. I just want a beer. Like something (laughs) like that. And I'm just like, that's awesome. But I'll tell you what, I didn't see this one in real life, but I saw it somewhere. I thought it was awesome. It said, bet you can't hit me with a quarter. (laughs) <laughs> and then he was sitting at like an intersection, like, like a turn lane. So, you know, people are just whipping change at him all day. It's like, who wanted to do that in a quarter? I'd chuck a quarter at a bum that's challenging me, <laughs> nice. you know, Real but, nice. uh, uh, my, my dad, which I gotta, I think it'd be fun to have him on here. Cause man, he's got some fucking stories, but, uh, my dad was driving somewhere one time. For work, he was in 
like downtown Sarasota and he freaking pulls up and there's this bum flying a sign missing a shoe and this buddy that he's working with they pull up and they go hey man he goes hey bum as they pull up to the light like they're stopped at the light hey bum what you lose a shoe bum looks right at him and goes nope found one (laughs) (laughs) I was like either that is true or that bum's quick either way give that dude a dollar well I know a guy where we used to work um, when we worked together he owned a house owned a rental he rented it out he just wanted to do nothing but drink sit on the beach and fish whenever he wanted to isn't that what we all want to do though and uh, you know you can even take the fishing out for me I just want to drink sit on the beach but he would fly a sign and he had money he had money but he just didn't want to live that life which and I, we probably sound like a bunch of heartless bastards, but That's there are right. plenty of homeless people. Okay, that, maybe we still don't even know what this podcast can become. Maybe it's going to become a law enforcement podcast where we just bitch about, bitch about the things we have to do every stupid day. stuff, which I don't want it to be that, but I don't have a problem with having people on that want to get their gripes yeah. out either. Screw I, it. I have a good story. Uh, when I first went to Days, yeah. so I'm the rookie on Days. And my sergeant calls me on the phone, Excuse which is usually a bad thing. Mm. Like, you don't really want to hear from your sergeant. Yeah. He calls me and says, hey, I need you to come over here. Okay. So I get my truck and I'm driving over there. I pull up and there's like five other squad cars there of all the, the uh, you know, the senior, the senior yeah. deputies, you know. And he says, there's a lady in that house that you need to bake her at. Like, have we reached, you know... Is the criteria already met? Yeah. Do I actually have to do anything or just get her there? Like, he said, you'll be fine. Just just go talk to her. (laughs) Now, I didn't know this at the time. However, all these deputies have dealt with her before. Right. She is somewhat homeless. Like, she shacks up with people here and there. and She's super crazy. Like, batshit crazy. I open the door. She's probably 60 years old. Yeah. Maybe 50 pounds overweight. Hasn't had a shower in quite some time. Mm-hmm. Buck naked. Mm. Just naked as the day she was mm. born. And screaming and hollering about aliens. Mm-hmm. And eating her brains. And, you know, she's super paranoid and somewhat violent. Like, won't let me near her. She's yeah. just running around this apartment complex. Buck naked, and she's obviously in need of some help, and I'm super green and have no idea. And you can only after I got her in my truck and I donated my raincoat to her so she wasn't naked. Just let her sit back there naked. You can rinse that out. Lesson learned. I look at all my my zone partners, my squad mates, and they're all trying to hold back the laughter, just laughing their ass off. And I guess we bake her after. Like, once a week, you know, she'll she'll get into some money and she'll put as much meth in her body as she can afford to. And she just stays up for five or six days. Yeah. You know? And boom. So, and repeat that cycle. So, things like that is why we get so callous. Oh, yeah. And just jaded. Yeah. We're just jaded to like, stuff. Because it's like... I this bitch five times. Now. Oh, yeah. Well, it's funny because I try, to, I try to explain it to people sometimes where it's like... Here's what you got to realize is 
Not all. I, I won't even say the majority. So good people in general don't call 911 unless it's an emergency. I've said and, that so and, many yeah, times. Yeah, and when they call, they're having the worst day of their life probably. Like, I don't know about you. I don't think I've ever called 911. I never have. I don't think I've ever dialed. I ask people all the time. I said, when's the last time you called 911 that yeah. wasn't a medical emergency? Yeah, I don't know if I've ever done that. I Normal don't... functioning people, they don't need us to handle their shit. Right. They've got it under control. Unless there's a car accident. Right. And that's what I'm saying is even then, like it has to be a bad one. <laughs> like it has to be a bad one for me to call. I called, I called the other day when I watched a motorcycle wreck. Like I watched it happen in front of me, like real time happened yeah. right in front of me. And I still think I called the non-emergency number. I don't even know if I dialed 911. And like... I, mean, I we, just we happen to know the non-emergency number. Right, that's true too. People. Maybe that should be another option, like maybe like nine two two nine two two or something. Like, nine, hey, this nine, isn't nine. this isn't a one emergency. This isn't a number one emergency. This is a number two emergency. Right. Which might be getting a totally set of different calls if you just tell them, oh no, this is a number two. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm just saying, like, what the hell are people doing? Like, because they call you and like they're having their worst day. Most people. But I have no idea what the percentage is. I have no idea what the number is. But I guarantee you it's, it's well over 50%, I would say, of the call volume we take are from the same individuals. Absolutely. I would say 5% of the population is responsible for 90% of our actions. I think that's fair. I think that's fair. I don't know. But I think that's fair, for sure. And I've and worked Lily, all over the And time. again, we should be very clear that if I didn't read the disclaimer, mm-hmm. it, it, it's clearly evident we are not speaking for the agency that we work for. We're not speaking for anybody else. We're speaking of our own opinions, this of our just, own yeah, – yeah. this is just us bullshitting. But that being said, it's also in reference to what we deal with. I'm sure How places like Chicago – and places like rural Missouri have a totally different sort of you know, I wonder, dealing. I wonder. Yeah, it could be. We could be. I mean, the I higher could, crime um, neighborhoods, they don't call 911. That's true. They handle themselves. Yeah, that's very true. You know, they don't want the police around. Yeah. But. Well, and in, in our experience, they don't usually. They don't, yeah. It's someone else that called that's not usually involved in the situation, for sure. Yeah, I had one the other day where uh, some guys pulled out guns and, and rolled this guy on a drug deal. None of them called 911. <laughs> the neighbor who happened to witness it called 911. But guess what? That neighbor didn't want to meet, guaranteed. Right. He ain't going to want to meet. He don't no. want to see the cops talking to him. Uh-uh. I ain't no snitch. No, no, I just want to remain anonymous. Yeah. You want to remain anonymous? Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. So you don't want to meet with the police? No. Okay. Like, mm-hmm. what are you going to do about it? Nothing. Yeah. Yep. It's it. Listen, sometimes you got to let the criminals just deal with their criminal oh. activity because you can't. That's the problem. What are we going to do? Arrest you, them? Well, you show up and everyone's going, no, nothing happened. Okay. No victim. Like, you no can crime. see people were clearly beat up. Right. Like sometimes, like people are bloody nose, yeah. black eye, and you're like, what Your is this? Your face like? is all jacked yeah, up. Yeah, it's and like, his knuckles are swollen. Yeah, it's like, this is, a, this is an underground fight club? 
And they're like, uh, first rule about Fight Club, you don't, you don't talk, talk about, about Fight Club. Club. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I again, I don't know what the right answer is there, but man, yeah. I, well, let's say you take them to jail. Nobody's going to prosecute. Right. Because if they do, his buddies on the outside are going to are gonna jack you up. So or even on the inside sometimes. Or even on the inside, if they know yeah. you, they know who you are. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the right answer is. I feel like we fell down this rabbit hole of talking about these idiots even when we're off. We gotta True. we gotta we gotta turn the corner. We gotta find something else. So, um, this is not an advertisement in any way, but this inversion table that I got. Alright. It if I could make it so that it didn't pull on my ankles. Mm-hmm. Like I the other day. Well, the other day when I was hanging from the pull-up bar. Yep. Way better for some really? reason. Yeah, I don't know why, but I think it's because, so I hook it with the top of my toes, but since there's two on that rig, I have my calves pushed against the backside of one. So it's like the pressure is more like on my, on my back of my calves and on the tops of my feet rather than pulling on my, like this thing, it like pulls on my ankles. I feel yeah, like. Mine, I think, uh, pulled on my knees. But I also think maybe I was inverting to too much of a degree. Too far. Yeah, I, well, I go all the way because I thought yeah, that's, that's what, what I you're was supposed doing. to do. But maybe I don't think you're you not. have to do that. Yeah, you're supposed to just kind of like, just let the pressure mm-hmm. come off. Yeah, just invert like 45 degrees mm-hmm. for 10 minutes and you're done. Or even five minutes. Man, I can't, because when I go inverted the whole way, I think the most I've ever gotten is like a minute and a half, two right. minutes. Because I'm just like, my head feels like it's going to yeah. explode. Or even hanging, like if you're... You know, if the if the goal is uh, spinal decompression, you just ha- you can hang from your arms too, it's or true. from your elbows. Like when my you do shoulder the, doesn't uh, really last that long. Yeah, that's true. my problem. If I can hold like, like the ab, like those what are those called? Those things. Those, yeah, those uh, things. Those. Uh, they can't like see what you're Ab sleeves or uh, the things that you put on your. You put arms, your elbows in. Elbows into yeah, hold them like, down towards your waist. Yeah. And lift, do to do like knee raises or yeah, leg lifts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I use those all the time. They're great. They're good. But again, it doesn't like, I feel like it doesn't let the, it's almost like I need to like hold, I bet if I held like a medicine ball in between my ankles and let the weight just like pull you, pull down, it would probably really decompress my lower back because my lower back is like fucked sometimes. Like it just, it just feels compressed mm-hmm. and tight. I've noticed that uh, with physical therapy, they gave me some really good stretches. And as long as I stretch my legs, my lower back doesn't hurt. Well, Greg had me stretching my groin. Like using that lacrosse ball on my groin and air, like this area, like your... What's your it called? Hip flexors? Hip flexors. Like, if I stretch those out, man, I do all right. The problem is I get lazy. I got to do it like... A little bit every day. Well, a couple times a day. Oh, I found really? if I do it like in the mornings and at night. Yeah. Like even when I get home from work, like early in the morning, if I just lay on my bedroom floor and just pull my knee, pull a knee to my chest, and let the other one stay stretched out, and then pull a knee to my chest, yep. I feel so much better when I wake up. And same thing when I get up, warm up a little bit, and then stretch again. Oh, it feels so good. But it's just. Did you ever see that thing on? Like, uh, you know, 
a chair is like the most unnatural position. Sitting, for us to yeah. Sit, that we should squat. Yeah, because it. Well, that's just, that's like the the squatty potty. You're yeah. supposed to like yeah. squat when you shit. Yeah. You're not supposed to be. Which sitting. I have shit in the woods in that position. Oh, you shit way better. It's fantastic. Oh yeah, it just all slides now, out of you. It's usually, like soft serve ice cream. Usually. Yeah. I'm having an oh no attack. Mm. Like it's. Yeah. I thought about holding it until I got back to right? camp, but it, it wasn't happening. You know what's crazy to me is, I mean, it's got to be age. It never used to be. Like, I mean, what, sometimes when I got a shit, it's an emergency. <laughs> like, right now. I think it's because we're so busy. Like That could be it, too. You know, we're, we're busy. We have this to do, that to do. I mean, we both have wives, kids, jobs. God forbid we take a little time for ourselves. I mean, that being said, I mean, I'm pretty... It's not like my shits are like... It's not like they're an explosion. It's just so not... Like, I mean, even when those times happen where it's like, oh my God, I got shit right now. Still like a nice log <laughs> most of the time. But it's one of those things where it's like... Right now. Like, uh-oh, right now. I think like your sphincter or something must just get worn down. I mean, imagine just holding in shit every day. <laughs> All day. Like, you're a shit dam. That's all your yeah, sphincter like, is. Try and squeeze, a, squeeze something yeah. for a long period. It's like an isometric workout. You're just like, yeah. mm, I'm going to hold this as long as I can. Eventually, it's just going to get looser. Yeah. I mean, that's what depends are. I mean, that's what depends the company counts on, I'm sure. Because, the fuck? What else are you supposed to do? I don't, I don't know. I'm so working Speaking of workout, um, I did two exercises today that I've never done before. They were great. One was called the Turkish Get Up. Mm. Yeah, I remember you made me try to do it the other night. I about threw my shoulder out. Yeah, then there was that. That was that was my fault. Though. <laughs> <laughs> Using my bad shoulder. I don't know why I started with that. Yeah. But uh, Turkish Get Up and the other one was the Farmer's Walk. Mm. You've never done that before? Never done that before. Only loading one side. Mm. Like I've done two sides. Yeah. Did you do that? it with a dumbbell? Yeah. Do it with a kettlebell. They're like fatter, and it's like for some reason it's like it's just it's harder. It was hard enough with the dumbbell. Yeah, and uh, I, I thought I was gonna go around the block. I made it about no. halfway down the street. And I was like, "Fuck this! I yeah. gotta turn around." I did that the other day where I did, but I did two dumbbells and I walked a mile. Put them in one hand. No, no, no. Each one side. Each hand. Yeah, my hands were one so, side. but my hands were so cramped. I mean, like when I would drop them, I couldn't. I had to like physically grab my fingers with my one hand and unbend them and I was like oh shit like I was I didn't just go up and down the street like a sane person I just took off walking and so obviously I was freaking far as shit away yeah and then what and and it's like well I can't leave the I mean I guess hypothetically I could have left the dumbbells there and gone yeah and gone back and gotten them like a pussy but I'm not gonna do that so I just kept going but like the furthest I got though was after the I think after the first time that I set them down like I set them down the first time probably about a quarter of a mile in and then I probably went a little bit more than a half a mile but then How heavy were the dumbbells? I think I did 30s. Oh, okay. And, but then after that, it was like, 
I'm talking hundreds of yards now trying to set it down. Yeah. Like I went from thinking, oh, I can do all of this in probably like four breaks. That's what I was thinking. Like almost every quarter of a mile, I'll set it down. Nope. Nope. After the half a mile, one only after one the side. half a mile, I bet I set it down five more times. I had already set it down twice. And then after that, I bet I set it down like four or five more times. And it was just, it was my hands though. I mean, it was hurting like muscle wise, but man, my fingers just couldn't stay closed. Yeah. That was a long, that's a long time to be gripping. Gripping that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think you should try it with one dumbbell. Oh yeah. I will. Go up a little bit. To the 40, maybe do yeah. a 40. Do yeah. 40 in one hand. That's almost what I started with, with the two. That would have been miserable. I would have had to just walk. half your body like that mm-hmm. though. And this was after I had done like side planks and I had already smoked the workout in general. This is kind of like my last little burn, but I was breathing heavy. I didn't know what, I didn't know what was hurting. I just know, knew something was mm-hmm. telling me, stop doing what you're doing. Oh yeah. That's uh. I, I, I'll give that to, you know, I mean, I only did the CrossFit there for a little while, but I will give that to the CrossFit, man. They'd put you through some stuff that you're like, like, if you could get to where you're doing the motions correctly and you're doing, like, I, I some of the stuff just didn't make sense to be doing that. I think that's the only real issue with CrossFit is the repetitious movement of Heavyweight. some of these movements that it's like, it's not good for you to be doing more than two or three times. Like, look at, I mean, look at Greg. He's doing the Olympic lifting now, and it's like, he does a full competition and even counting his warm-ups, I think he's only doing, I mean, he's only doing a snatch, maybe. If he does, if he hits all of his weight, I think he does a snatch maybe 10 times in a competition total. I'm counting his warm-up also. Yeah. Shoot, when you were doing, I mean, some CrossFit works out, you're snatching a bar. Like 10 times 10, a set. 20, yeah. I mean, and then you're doing five granted, sets. you're doing a lot less weight, but that's it's not a good motion to be doing, like for your muscles. I mean, yeah, yeah there's some beasts out there that can free, look at Rich Fronin and all them got, you know, those crazy idiots there that can just, I mean, some people are just freaks, but I guarantee you, they gotta be fucked up, like injured. They've got to have, like, I imagine how sore I am sometimes with stuff that it's like, oh, I didn't even do anything, like, in the sense of, like, what they're doing. Now, that being said, I do think when you're doing more, you're less sore than people that, like, never do anything and then do something. Yeah. But, I mean, I do stuff. Right. And there's some things that just make me, like, oof, I'm really feeling that. You know, like, I'm really feeling that leg day. You know, I'm really feeling that whatever. Because, you know, I don't even do that heavy of weights on anything. I just do weights to kind of maintain. But, man, sometimes that it's being like... Said, uh, you don't need to do weights. No. I I'm, mean, if you do not for calisthenics, if you do 100 air squats, you're smoke. Like, you hit that number 40 and it's like, oh, snap. Oh, yeah. Well, just happened? we talked to, uh, you know, I'm talking about freaking our boy with the motor, Ben. That dude can go, this guy is like, first off, he looks like he should be on the cover of a magazine because he's just... An underwear magazine. Yeah. I'd I'd buy that underwear. Oh, yeah. For sure. And, uh, but uh, that being said, I, he came to, I tell you, he came down to jujitsu at my place the other day. Yeah. 
And we were rolling. I mean, he's still fairly new. I mean, I've been doing it for a while. I'm not good. I should stress that. I'm not good at it. I just, I've been doing it for a long he's time. He's better so than he's I'm, me- I'm mediocre. And uh, Ben comes down there and, you know, we're roll- he rolled with a couple other guys and then we were rolling. And he- it was one of the first times I ever, Ben's a pretty calm guy. It was one of the first times I saw him get a little frustrated. And he goes, how are you so calm? And I go, I've been doing this for a little while. You know what I mean? Like, I'm sure if we went surfing, you would probably own me. You know what I mean? Like, I would be <laughs> paddling my ass off and you'd be like cutting up the waves, you know? Goddamn Keanu Reeves style. Right. But, or no, I'd be Keanu Reeves. He'd be freaking... Uh, Bodie. Bodie. Yeah. Uh, fucking Peaceways. Your cigars. Really good, but I think it's because I'm talking it keeps going out. Yeah. Where are we at here? All right. Oh, shit. We're at an hour and 18 minutes. We should probably wrap this bad boy up. I don't know how long we're going to be doing these things, but I think an hour is probably like the, it's the, you know, the it's time. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to try not to cut anything out, but... I think... Might have to cut it to an hour. Just, yeah. Just cut, cut certain things because uh, I know when I was rambling about the damn dog, I'm sure that that was or not interesting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was talking about freaking reading IMDB like a goddamn YouTube sensation. Um, but, uh, all right. So, again, don't know what this podcast is going to end up being about, but uh, if you like it... Go ahead and keep listening, and we'll try to put some content out every every month, maybe or every you couple have of weeks. Something they can like like and subscribe, or uh, yeah. So uh, it's gonna be let's see what happens. Um, at podbean.com. Let's see what happens. Or I'm sorry, that's not it. Hang on a second. I'm uh, unprepared. What is wrong with this computer? Um. Let me type it in here. Make sure I got the right address for you guys. Because it's not... There it is. Because it's... Some jackass took the spelling of how I wanted to spell. But it's going to be... Let's see what happens. Dot podbean. And that's P-O-D. And then B-E-A-N. Like a bean that you plant in the ground. Dot podbean.com. All right, but let's see what happens is L E T and then C. Like, it's not let's see what happens, it's, it's let see what see. happens because some jackass had already taken another one. So, I guess if you like it, go to that and subscribe. It's going to be on all the main anywhere you can get a podcast, basically. Uh, like I said, I don't know how often we'll be. Putting the content out, it'll kind of be dependent upon schedule and all that good stuff. But uh, like I said, I'm sure you're just as bored as we are. So if you're listening to this, thank you for listening. All right, anything else, Joe? Oh, you want to plug your uh, plug the new business? <laughs> uh, yeah, first and foremost, Heating and Air LLC. Yeah. First sponsor of the podcast. There you go. Yeah. Let's keep you cool. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Sounds good. Especially the way he says it, you know. Just kind of rolls out of rolls out of his mouth. So nice. All right, everyone. Thank you for listening.